Raised by Wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Saturday morning. Hey, it's November 6th. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we talk about your pet's training, uh, behavior, and their health needs, as well as taking your calls and answering your questions about your pet. Um, Every Saturday morning, we're here from 9 to 10 a.m. We're glad that you're joining us. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pets just not listening? Maybe you've got a bird that's bonkers. Maybe you've got a rabbit with bad habits. Or maybe you've got a temperamental turtle. It doesn't matter what the problem is. doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. That's what we do here at Pet Talk today. We're here to help you deal with all of your nuisance behaviors. So if you've got a problem with your pet, hey, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to get your question answered on air, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Hey, if you're outside of Phoenix, no worries. You can call us toll-free. That number is 866 866- Five three six eleven hundred. Again, the toll free number is eight six six five three six eleven hundred. Want to say hello and uh, give a shout out to those folks on Facebook that are watching us on Facebook Live. You can always go to Facebook, do a search for Pet Talk Today, and you can watch the show, not just listen to the show like you're doing. If you are listening to 1100 KFNX AM, you can also go to KFNX um, website. You can go to 1100kfnx.com and you can audio stream the show. Be sure never to miss one of our episodes. Are you subscribed to the Pet Talk Today podcast? That's right. We've got a podcast. Every week we record the show and we put that up on our podcast. We're hosted on all the different platforms, whether that be um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, you name it. We're on all of those platforms. So be sure to do a search for the Pet Talk Today podcast. Subscribe to that. Never, ever miss one of our shows. We're listened to in about 80 different countries, believe it or not. So we're excited about that. Well... Are you enjoying the incredible Arizona weather? It's supposed to be, I think, 90, 90 degrees today. So we're getting warm weather, but you know, it's gotten cooler. And, and with the cooler weather, hopefully you're getting out there. Hopefully you're out there and you're beginning to walk your dogs again. How's that going? Has it been a while since you 
got your dog on leash and went for a walk, you know, I mean, I, I didn't do it when it's 110 degrees. I don't want to be out there walking my dog. But now the weather's fantastic. What's going on when you're walking your dog? In a little bit, I'm going to be talking about how do you stop your dog from pulling on the leash? I mean, it's one of the biggest problems that most people have. They just want to go for an enjoyable walk. And for whatever reason, their dog is pulling and maybe even choking itself. You know, I hear that from people. Oh, my God, I can't stand that. My dog's pulling it. I'm hearing it choke itself. So we're going to be talking in a little bit about how do you stop your dog from pulling. And how do you do that quickly? How do you do that quickly? How do you do that successfully? We're going to talk about that. And if we have time, I'm also going to be um, talking about counter surfing, stealing food. You know, we've got the holidays coming up with Thanksgiving and Christmas. And every year about this time, besides hearing about the dog stealing the kids' trick-or-treat candy, but every Every year around this time, I'm getting calls. Oh, my God, the, the dog ate the turkey. The Thanksgiving turkey got snatched off the counter. We had mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and Uncle Joe, Aunt Susie, and the kids and our nieces and nephews. And we had to order pizza. We had to order pizza because the dog got up on the counter and stole the turkey. So we're going to be talking about... What can you do to finally, if you've got a dog that likes to get up on the counters and steal stuff, and usually it's food, we're going to talk about how you can stop that problem as well. How was your Halloween? How was trick or treat? I always say that Halloween is the number one day for training your dog. There's not a better day where you've got more distractions not not a better day where you have more distractions, where you can actually work with your dog in the real world, the real scenario. It's a great opportunity to work on door manners. How many of you have dogs that want to bolt out the door? Yeah? Exactly. Halloween, trick-or-treat, perfect opportunity to work on door manners over and over and over because they're always coming back. They're always coming back for more candy. So we're going to be talking about counter surfing, how to keep your dog off the counter. We're going to be talking about how to stop your dog from pulling on the leash. And if we have time... We'll talk about how do you keep your dog from bolting out the door. You know, talking about how to keep your dog from bolting out the door. So last night, last night the doorbell rings. And all of a sudden my wife tells me at the last minute, oh, I I forgot to tell you, I've got somebody coming over to give a quote on replacing all of our windows. And I'm not ready for this. The dogs are barking. My two dogs are barking. And I'm like, you know, it's just, it's just easier. Go ahead and put them in the crate. So I take my dogs. I put them in the crate. Um, I figure the guy and myself are going to be outside, out back, looking at the windows. And so I close the doggy door, too. 
So the dogs are in the crate, close the doggy door. The guy's waiting at the door. I open the door. The dogs are barking a little bit. That's what they do. They're schnauzers. They're, they're, they're the best guard dogs that you could get. They're going to bark at everything. But anyway, the guy was a dog guy. So I let the dogs out of the crate. And of course, Boo, you, those of you that are listeners, you know about my, my schnauzer, Boo. Boo, um, is two years old and, uh, Boo's kind of aloof. Boo used to be really scared of everything, but um, Boo's kind of aloof. So he checked out the guy, sniffed him, and then he was like, yeah, stayed about an arm's length away. Now, the new puppy, the 14-week-old puppy, Papa Sully. Yeah, it's Papa Sully, folks. That's that's my wife decided to call it. Sully, Sully became Papa Sully, but, you know, Boo also became Mama Boo. Mama Boo and Papa Sully. Anyway, so Papa Sully's got his feet up on the guy. The guy's crouched down, wanting to pet the puppy. The puppy's got its feet up on the guy, not really jumping. I mean, it's all of six pounds. And and my wife, who who is a first-time dog owner, and, and a novice first-time dog owner, okay, never owned a dog, she's yelling at the dogs, Papa Sally, get down, get off. And then she's 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 saying, Come, come, and she's yelling, and I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm embarrassed, you know, I, I just want to crawl under a rock, because here's this guy, and you know, I'm a dog trainer, and it's like, babe, come is not the dog's come command, it's front, they're not going to come to you if you're saying come, they're not going to come to you if you're yelling, do I want to come to somebody who's yelling? No, I don't want to come to somebody who's yelling. So I'm sitting here. I'm just, I'm like, oh, no. Well, the story gets better. But we've got to take a quick break. And and trust me, folks, when we come back from break, I am going to be talking about how do you stop your dog from pulling on the leash? How do you stop your dog from counter surfing? Don't go anywhere. We've got to hear from our sponsors so that we can pay the bills. But again, when we come back, we're going to be talking about your dog's and how we can get them to behave better. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Everybody when they come to my door All it ain't a thing if it falls on the floor Now I've heard the rumors I think I better ask you I heard I might be a dog Won't somebody please tell me it ain't true Welcome back everybody, I'm Will Bangura Thanks for staying with us Hey, if you're just joining us You're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX where we talk about your pet's training and behavior issues and health issues. Uh, do you have a dog or a cat that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up? 
because your pet's just not listening. Maybe you've got a dog that's barking. Maybe you got a cat that's spraying all over the place. Maybe your dog's pulling on the leash. We're going to be talking about pulling and how do you get your dog to stop pulling on the leash in just a second. But if you've got a question, doesn't matter what kind of pet you have, doesn't matter what kind of problem you have, if you've got a question and you would like some help with your pet's nuisance behavior, we'd love to hear from you. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. And also, if you are joining us on Facebook, as we're Facebook Live right now, feel free to post any questions that you might have in the comments section, and I will do my best to answer all of your training and behavior questions. Like I said, we are going to be talking in a little bit about um, how to get your dog to stop pulling on the leash. If we've got time, we're also going to be talking about how to how to get your dog to stop counter surfing because we've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got Christmas coming up. We've got New Year's. With the holidays come holiday meals, and every single year with that come the calls. Fido got the turkey. Fido got the turkey. So we're going to be talking about, and you know, a lot of times, folks, counter surfing, that's a secondary problem. That's a secondary problem. Usually the primary problem is the dog wants to steal people food. So you've got to ask yourself the question, hey, do I have a dog that when it gets on the counter is just stealing food? Or... Do I have a dog that, in addition to stealing food, is stealing other items that are non-food items? And maybe that's all your dog is taking off the countertop. But we're going to be talking about that. But before we went to break, I was talking about having my, my wife had a guy over last night to give us a quote on replacing windows. And let me tell you, it's not, it's not cheap. It's like the cost of a, a, a good used car to replace all the windows in your house. But maybe it's worth it. I don't know. We'll find out. But anyway, I think the dogs were behaving just fine last night. Okay, the puppies, 14 weeks, acting like a puppy, excited, happy, nothing horrible. Boo, ah, Boo really doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody. He sniffs and then he backs off. But my wife, as, as the guy is going in and out the door to go get some uh, display windows to kind of demonstrate how this works. She's yelling, come, come. And I'm like, babe, don't yell. I'm like, babe, that's not their come command. Their come command is front. They're never going to come to the word come. And they're not going to come when you yell. So I'm embarrassed. This guy's over. I'm like, oh, please, please let him not find out that I'm a dog trainer. Sure enough, we get upstairs, we're in my upstairs office, he's got to measure the window there. And of course, I've got all this dog stuff all over my office, all these books and textbooks and different things, all dog related. I got some cat stuff too, because as an animal behaviorist, I work with other animals, but primarily dogs and then cats. So he says to me, what do you do? And sheepishly, I'm like, "Um, I own a dog training company. And I could have crawled under a rock because the way my wife was acting with the dogs. And so he looks at me. He's a kind of a dog guy. And, and, and I've got 
soundproofing stuff in my office. I've got a microphones because sometimes I'm I'm doing uh, recordings, voiceovers, or something like that, or promos. And I said, and I also have a radio show. And he goes, really? What station? I go, 1100 KFNX. He goes, I've listened to the show. So now I'm really feeling weird. I'm like, oh, no. He had to have been hearing my wife calling the dogs, and the dogs aren't coming. So everybody thinks a dog trainer's got the greatest trained dogs in the world. And you know, some do because they compete with their dogs. Mine are pets. All they need to do is just be friendly, not aggressive, not peeing in the house, not destroying things. And then they get on your lap. You want to love them. That's what a lot of people want to do. But a lot of people want to be able to take their dogs for a walk also without having them pull. So let's talk about that. How do you stop your dog from pulling? And and why do dogs pull? Well, first of all, the thing you need to know is that pulling on a leash for a dog, that is normal behavior. I mean, they why not? They get out there and all of a sudden, they're being hit with thousands of different scents. And they live their lives, they lead their lives through their nose. And so they're driven by their nose and they're trying to sniff things and they're trying to get to things quickly. And there's a whole cornucopia of scents out there and dogs that have been peeing everywhere. I always, I always like to say it's pee mail. That's how they communicate. You know, it's like one pees over here. They give a little message. Hey, this is me. I live here. This is where I walk. I'm a bad boy or a bad girl. And then the other one comes and they reply. They pee over it. Call it pee mail. But anyway, they're driven by their nose and they're excited. It's fun. They've been cooped up in the house. All of a sudden they're getting out. They're seeing different things. They want to get to it. So they're running. They're pulling. There's a need to check new things out. There's people. There's places. There's things they haven't gotten to check out. So they want to get there. They're excited. But they're pulling. And nobody likes a dog that pulls. So, first of all, we have to talk about, okay, what tools, if any, do we need in order to go through this exercise of stopping your dog from pulling on the leash? Well, if we really want to do a great job, we're going to have a bunch of tools. We're going to have a short leash. What does that mean? I like a six-foot leash. I don't like anything shorter than that. Then we need a long leash or a long line. That typically I want 20 feet, 30 feet. That's going to be something we're going to use as we try to transition off leash. I know we've got problems with your dogs pulling on the leash, but um, pulling on the leash is the least of our problems, as I will get into it as we're talking about how you stop it. But I want a short leash, about six feet long. I want a long leash, 20 to 30 feet Um I may or may not use a retractable. For In most cases, retractables are difficult for owners to use. Uh, they can be very dangerous. People can get hung up on them, trip on them. Um, the dogs can start running and, and getting too far away from the owner, the handler, and, and it can be a problem. Um, then there are some people that want to put a harness, harness on their puppy or dog because their dog pulls. Now, in some cases, the harness can help. 
But you know what? In most cases, what the harness is doing is it is just helping you, the owner of the dog, with your emotional need to not have the dog make that choking sound on the end of the leash if it's got a regular flat collar on. So you put a harness on it, and in most cases, it doesn't help the pulling because think about it. Think about it. What were harnesses developed for? Sled dogs, dogs that pull to make it more comfortable for the dogs to pull. So in many cases, putting that harness on your dog is not helping the dog not to try to pull or to get in front of you. It's making it more comfortable for the dog to do that. And there's different kinds of harnesses. And then uh, there's different kinds of collars that we can use also as tools. And and different collars have different benefits. We've got the regular flat collar. We all know about that. Um, we've got a choker collar or a martingale collar. Um, I don't know. Do people still use metal chokers anymore? I, I know they sell them. But I don't know if anybody still uses those anymore. But the prong collar, you got the martingale, the choker, the e-collar, the electronic collar. Well, a lot of controversy behind electronic collars. In a lot of ways, you either love them or you hate them. You love them or you hate them. I don't think it's so much the tool as the individual who's using it. So there's a lot of great uses for a lot of good tools if you use them humanely. Then you're also going to need a training reward pouch. You're going to need some training food rewards. We want to definitely positively reinforce your dog when it's not pulling. That's going to be important. We've got to take a quick break to go to news, but when we come back, we are going to continue talking about your dogs and how to get them to stop pulling on the leash and walk next to you, paying attention. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. He never tells me that he's sick of this house. He never says, why don't you get off that couch? He don't cost me nothing when he wants to go out. I want you to love me like my dog. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. If you are just joining us, I'm Will Bangura. And you're listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions and also talk about your pet's health and relevant topics to your companion animals every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Maybe you've got a crazy cat that's driving you nuts, spraying all over the house. Maybe it's scratching up your furniture. Maybe it's not using that scratching post. 
Maybe it's wanting to use your house as a toilet. Maybe you've got a dog or a new puppy that's doing the same thing. Maybe you've got the potty training issues with your puppy or your dog. Maybe you've got a dog that's pulling on the leash and you can't go for an enjoyable walk. Whatever the problem is, doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. doesn't matter what kind of problem you have. I'm here to help you deal with all of those nuisance behaviors. If you'd like to get some help, you can give us a call here at... 1100 KFNX. The number to call if you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. If you're watching us on Facebook, Facebook Live, which we are on right now, if you go to Facebook and you do a search for Pet Talk Today, um, you can not only hear us, you can see us. I'm here by myself today. Jordan and Brittany have the day off, but you can watch us each and every Saturday morning on Facebook Live as well. And you can subscribe to the Pet Talk Today podcast so you never have to miss any of the topics that we talk about here on Pet Talk Today. Go to any of the uh, podcasting platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We are on all of them. Do a search for Pet Talk Today. Make sure that you subscribe. Uh, before we went to break, I was talking about how do you stop your dog from pulling on leash. And I was talking about um, what type of equipment you need. We were talking about the kinds of leashes, talking about collars, uh, talking about reward pouch, uh, food rewards. Um, look, there's two ways that you're going to motivate your dog, people, and that's going to be rewards and consequences. Dogs are motivated by wanting to do a particular behavior to earn a reward, and they're motivated to stop doing a behavior to avoid some kind of punishment or something unpleasant. Now, listen, when I throw that word punishment out there, I want you to understand it needs to be humane and really, the word that we use is correction. Nobody uses the word punishment because it sounds horrible. But, you know, giving a little jerk on that collar. But most of you, what you're doing when your dogs are, are pulling on the leash, you're stopping. Or you're pulling the dog back on the leash. And dogs have this thing called oppositional reflex. When you pull on the leash, when you hold pressure on that leash, the dogs are going to put the brakes on. They're going to pull back. It's animal nature. It's called oppositional reflex. Look it up. Get on the Google machine. Type it in there. Oppositional reflex. So one of the things you need to know is when you're using a leash and you have to guide your dog with the leash, it's got to be a split second of leash pressure. And then it's got to be loose. You cannot hold pressure on that leash. It needs to be a little pop and relax, a little tug and relax. But here's the thing. I don't want you to pull the dog back. I just told you that's oppositional reflex. The dog's going to put the brakes on. You pull on that leash, it's like pulling on the reins of a horse. They're going to put the brakes on. What you want to do is teach the dog to follow you, to pay attention. You want to teach the dog to keep its eyes at and next to your leg. Or a little bit behind. You don't want the dog's eyes in front of your leg. If the eyes are in front of the leg, the dog's leading the walk. 
If the eyes are, if the dog's eyes are in front of your leg, the dog's leading the walk. Bottom line, you need to be leading this walk, which means you need to keep the dog's eyes at your leg, beside your leg or behind. How do you do that? Well, you guys have been taking that leash and trying to pull the dog back. I watch people do that. It doesn't work. Or you stop and you ask the dog to sit. You think the dog's going to settle. You start walking in, and sure enough, the dog's pulling again. That doesn't work. Let me tell you exactly what you need to do. If your dog's eyes are in front of your leg, before you even start walking, you need to turn the opposite direction 180 degrees away from the dog. Don't turn into the dog. Turn away from your dog. 180 degrees. If if you if the dog's facing north, you're going to go south. If the dog's eyes are in front of your leg. Now, when you do that and you start walking, guess what? Where's the dog now? Behind you. Behind you. Those eyes are no longer in front of your leg. But guess what's going to happen? The dog's going to catch up, isn't it? And as you got to watch your dog's head, you got to watch their eyes as the dog catches up to you. And as your dog gets its eyes lined up beside your leg at that exact moment, you're going to give your dog a command and you're going to start walking backwards and again, make another U-turn 180 degrees away from your dog. So again, if you're moving north, And as soon as your dog catches up and its eyes get to the side of your leg, you need to go south. Again, that puts the dog now where? Behind you. And then the dog starts to catch up again. And when the dog's eyes get beside your leg, what do you think you're going to do? That's right. You're going to make a 180 degree turn, a U-turn, heading the opposite direction, putting the dog behind you again. So basically what you're doing is a couple things. You're teaching the dog, hey, it doesn't pay. It does not pay for you to try to get in front of me. Because every time you do, I'm just going to make a U-turn. And that's going to put you behind me. So if your timing is good, if you're consistent, if you draw that imaginary line, again, when your dog's eyes get beside your leg, make that U-turn away from the dog. 180 degrees, as if you're walking on a straight line. The way I like to do this is I like to do this on the sidewalk. The sidewalk to begin with, because there's a boundary on the left, a boundary on the right, that helps keep the dog with you and not wander so much. All we're doing is going back and forth in a straight line to begin with. Look, if you can't get your dog not to get in front of you and stay beside you for two steps, you're not going to do it for the block walk you want to do or the mile walk you want to do. you got to start with two steps and then four and then six, and little by little you build up to being able to have a dog that walks. But this is not a walk to begin with. This is teaching your dog to follow you, to pay attention, stay in position, not to get in front of you. And what we're looking at is the dog's eyes. When those eyes get beside our leg, we're going to make a U-turn 180 degrees away from the dog. We're just working a straight line forward and back. By doing that, we're teaching the dog, hey, you can never get in front of my leg. And they stop doing it because there's no point. They never get in front of your leg if you're consistent. 
But the other thing it's doing is it's teaching your dog to follow you. To follow you. Because I guarantee when you start doing this, you're going to be making a lot of turns. You're going to be making a lot of turns in very quick succession. Your dog's not going to have a lot of time to get distracted. You're going to go maybe two, three, four, maybe six steps, and you're going to take a turn. And then again, two, three, four, maybe six steps and take another turn. Your dog won't have time to get distracted. Your dog doesn't have time to start walking and follow and walking and leading on its own agenda. It's going to have to follow you. And because you're making so many turns in such quick succession, the dog's going to start checking in. The dog's going to start looking up at you. I guarantee it. I see this happen every time we teach it to somebody, every time we teach it to an owner and a dog. If you're doing it right, they start looking up at you. And it's at that moment that you want to reward your dog. At that moment when they're looking up at you, you need to Give your dog a very high-value food reward. Now, we use a marker system. Some people call it clicker training. Um, sometimes we use a clicker. Sometimes we use a verbal marker. We like to use the word yes or nice, but that's been paired with food. So we mark the behavior. The dog's looking up at us. We're like, yes. We give the dog a treat. Dog learns. Ooh, that has value. I'm standing right next to mom or dad, looking at mom or dad, Your leash is loose and you're rewarding the dog. And that's what they're going to want to repeat. We're going to go back through those steps. Um, Write them down if you haven't, because I guarantee if you're struggling with your dogs pulling on the leash, you don't have to. This is a very quick fix. Very quick fix if you follow these guidelines. Okay? We've got to take a quick break. We've got to hear from our sponsors. But as I said, when we come back, I'm going to be talking a little more, getting into a little more detail. How do you stop? How do you stop your dog from pulling? And then we're also going to talk about how do you stop your dog from counter surfing? So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls in, answer your pet behavior and training questions, talk about health issues and other pertinent topics, usually training and behavior issues, about your pets here each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. We also do a Facebook Live if you uh are on Facebook. You can do a search for Pet Talk Today and also watch us on Facebook Live. We also have a podcast, the Pet Talk Today podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Never miss one of our radio shows or one of our Facebook Lives. You can listen to it by checking out our podcast, Pet Talk Today. We are on all of the major platforms that host podcasts. Um, before we went to break, I was talking about how do you stop your dog from pulling on the leash? Um, and one of the questions that we got from one of our Facebook viewers, um, Elaine, um, Elaine said, how do you teach a dog not to pull when you're in a three-wheeled mobility device? She says, I was told to turn around, but I end up keep turning in circles, keep turning in circles. Well, one of the things that I would recommend is that you begin to um, figure out a way that you can have a device on your three-wheeled mobility device where you are hooking a very short line about a foot and a half, two feet, hooks onto your mobility device, but then there's a leash clasp that hooks on to um, your dog's collar or harness. In this case, I recommend a collar. And one of the things that is important is that if you stop, the dog can't go far. Now, if you're holding on to a leash, you got a four-foot, six-foot leash, it's possible if you were to stop your, you know, mobility device that your dog gets in front of you. And I don't want your dog to be able to go very far if you stop. Because it is a problem if they're telling you, hey, turn around. Yes, that's one of the things that we want to do. But like you said, you'll be turning in circles. So sometimes you're just going to stop. And start and stop and start and stop and start. The other thing that you need to do, they're probably telling you to turn away from your dog. How about turning into your dog? Because your dog cannot get in front of that device if you're turning into it, especially if you do what I say, where you get about a foot, foot and a half long, you know, it could be rope, some some light rope. You've got two leash clasps hooked onto it. One is hooked onto the O-ring of your dog's collar. The other one, you've you've somehow rigged it so that you can hook the other end to your mobility device. Now, the other thing would be if you've got a helper, someone who doesn't have mobility issues, they can begin to do this process and help you out a little bit too. Okay, so starting, stopping, turning into the dog as well as turning away from the dog, you're going to be doing a combination of all three because um, you're right. You might be going around in circles and, and we don't want that to happen. So hopefully, Elaine, hopefully that helps you. Um, if you continue to struggle with that, you can always give us a call at uh, my business, Phoenix Dog Training. Um, you can go to our website. 
and anybody else who's got a problem with their dog, um, go to our website, Phoenix Dog Training. If you need professional help, we'd love to talk to you. That website web address is Phoenix dogtraining.com phoenixdogtraining.com most of what we do is deal with aggressive dogs dogs with fears and phobias but we do obedience training and we work with puppies and dogs of all ages and all kinds of behavior problems so get out there try that walk your dogs the weather is fantastic get out there your dogs want to be out there it's good for you get that heart going get those lungs working okay Get up off that couch. It's wonderful out there. Get out there with your dog. The other thing we've got just a couple minutes I was going to talk about, and I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to, how much I'm going to get into it, but that's counter surfing. We've got the holidays coming up, and with that, we've got dogs that are getting up on the counter, stealing the Thanksgiving dinner, stealing the Christmas dinner, Stealing the Hanukkah dinner, stealing uh, the Ramadan feast, uh, they're doing it all. And we need to talk about how do you get your dog to stop getting up on the counter. Well, in most cases, the real problem is your dog wants food and the people food. And you need to teach your dog to refuse people food unless it's in their dog bowl. And that can be simply done. You can have food in your hand, present it to your dog, but your dog needs to be on a leash. You need to have some kind of collar on it so you can correct it or at least give a really good firm no that your dog will respond to and respect. But you you present food to your dog. They start showing interest, you know, and then you give that strong verbal correction. And hopefully your dog's like, whoa. Also pull the food back when you do that away from the dog. So you'd be like, nope. Pull the food away. Then present it again. If the dog starts showing interest again, nope, pull it away. If you have to give a little leash and collar pressure as you say no and as you pull that food away. When your dog, when you present the food and your dog wants to avoid it, turns its head away, it just doesn't want anything to do with it because it doesn't want the correction, mark and reward your dog. Mark with yes or nice, whatever that marker. Hopefully you're using a marker training system. We talk about it all the time on the show. If you don't know what marker training is, look it up. All good trainers use markers. All good training involves the use of markers. But we've got to teach the dogs not to eat the people food. Because in most cases, that's why they're up on the counter. And it doesn't mean you have to do it on the counter. You can set food on a paper plate, on the ground, have the dog on leash, walk by it. Your dog shows interest. Nope. Walk the other way. Give a little leash and collar correction along with that firm no. Keep doing that. Keep approaching the food till your dog doesn't want to. Then reward your dog with a high-value food reward, not that food, something else, something you use for training rewards. Now, at that point, you want to start taking food and doing different things with it, setting it at different places, maybe not on the counter right away, maybe on a table where you eat, because that might not be as high as the counter. You could maybe put it on a chair and start taking it and bringing it up to higher and higher levels. And then eventually setting your dog up by baiting the dog, having some really yummy stuff up on the counter. Get some lunch meat. Put it on the counter. Let a little bit of that lunch meat 
hang over the edge of the counter. Walk the dog by on leash. Dog starts to look at it. It, it, Let me tell you, before the mouth gets on that food, the nose is going to go in that direction. So you start seeing that head. You start seeing that nose turn in that direction towards that food. That's when you want to say, nope. Give a little leash and collar correction. Walk the other way. Do that over and over. Every day you want to practice this. You want to be able to get two or three corrections every day, but you also want two or three wins. What do I mean by that? Two or three times that you walk by that food and your dog does not want to go for it and you're able to mark and reward your dog for the right behavior. For the right behavior. Not just, we always think about correcting the dog. What about rewarding the right behavior? We've got to remember to do that. But if you'll take the time right now, if you'll do that three to five times a week, I mean, it's literally a five-minute or less exercise that you have to engage in three to five times a week. And if you'll do that, if you'll start that now, November 6th, you're going to be in great shape when Thanksgiving comes. You're going to be in great shape for the rest of the holiday parties that you're going to have. You're going to be in great shape for whatever food items that you're going to be putting out. And you don't have to worry about your dog stealing Thanksgiving dinner. And like some of the calls I get, we had to have pizza. Well, maybe you like pizza. Maybe you don't like turkey. But get out there, train your dog. Get out there, walk your dog. Teach him not to pull on the leash. Get out there. Teach your dogs to avoid or give up people food. Have a great weekend. We are out of time. We'll see you next Saturday, same time, 9 o'clock. I'm Will Bangura. We're out of here. The information 